We had started this week the 17th Cheshben here in Cheshben Anefesh, the third parak of Cheshben Anefesh by Rabbeinu Bachi and the Cheves Avavis. And in this Cheshben he says that when we find ourselves eager to mingle and socialize and talk and just schmooze of nothing of great import with other people, we should take heed to think about it. Is this a worthwhile pursuit? Just for no other reason than just to sit with people and talk. And he's going to tell us about some of the dangers that could come about by such a practice. And he says, When you have a meeting of people, and he's talking about specifically people who have nothing too wise to say, you know, it could be in their own discipline. Uh, could be they're a great uh, professor of philosophy or a mathematical genius. And when you talk about, about that, oh, they have plenty to say. And if you uh, need to be educated in that area, great. But uh, when they take the professor off, hat off, then sometimes, as we know, back already from Aristotle, they were the, the lowliest people that there were as great as an intellect they had, but they were so base when it came to their personality. So, if if the, uh, if we're talking about Ksileyam, people who are fools, who have nothing wise to add, in terms of things that have to be uh, said, so there could be a lot of downfall about that. Umiros Chavrosam, from amongst the consequences of evil that could come from that friendship. First of all, there's just a lot of words spoken. V'amar, v'nemar, this happened and this was said. Did you hear the latest? Or Bill Beloyrich, and it ends up coming into a, uh, a whole sequence of conversation. One thing leads to the next. Of ain't love that's really unnecessary. And if it's unnecessary, they're not talking about anything worthwhile. It's not helping anybody. It's just hot air coming out of their mouths. Pesha. person has to know, the more you speak, the more words that are uttered, they, it's certain to be You will not end up, you will for sure end up speaking ill, speaking falsehood, speaking deceit, speaking in an arrogant way speaking words of flattery, as he's going to go on to explain. But the more you speak, now obviously we're not talking about the more Torah that a person speaks, there for sure he can, he can uh, speak words of Torah. There's no end to that, there's a mitzvah bum. we should speak in them, speak words of Torah. As a matter of fact, the Gemara and Yuma, where's your testament base? The Gemara actually darshins. The Debar Debam tells us, it's the Pasuk in Kriyashma, we say, speak in them, speak in the Vitaer, and not just in idle chatter, not in worthless speech. The the one who is careful and closes his lips, Maskel, he will be, he is the wise one. One of the wise men said, Store away all the extra words you have. Just keep it in that storehouse. Keep it zipper the lip. 
and close up the uh, extra movement of your tongue. And certainly about speaking about other people. As we mentioned last time, the Gemara says, it's even forbidden to speak too much praise about another individual because it will end up that you start talking the negative traits that he has as well. And then you start talking about the bad things about people, the sapper some about the derogatory aspects of those people. If you end up sitting with your with your brothers, with other people, and as the first you start talking about permissible things, but then it ends up coming out, what happens is that because as you're talking about things that are not illegal, not forbidden to talk, problem is as the conversation goes on, it ends up, you sort of, you know, you run out of good things to talk about. So you start talking about other things. And the truth is, the the negative stuff comes out a lot more interesting, a lot more entertaining for people. You know, to say about, oh, this guy is such a good fellow, you know, he was so nice to me the other day. You know, all right, I mean, that's nice. People appreciate that a little bit. But when you, did you hear about that guy, how much money he embezzled from the hoo-hoo? You know, that already is, uh, people like to talk about because people like hearing it. So this is what happens when we talk too much, it ends up, you start talking about okay things, it leads to, what else, what other harmful consequences when one speaks too much and when one mingles too much with, with other people who don't speak wise things. I say this again, you know, last night we had a wonderful gathering here in the in somebody's house. We invited uh, one of the great G'daylam, uh, Talmud Chokhom, Rosh Yeshiva from Yeshiva's Miri Yeshiva in Brooklyn. Yeral Mamada. Rav Elia Brudni. You probably remember his father. Yeah, Rav Shmuel Brudni. So Rav Elia Brudni Shlita came and just in the hour that he was there, the hour and a quarter that he was there, he he spoke things. He spoke. So said over a few stories. He said some interactions, some experiences, but all were wise. All were what to learn from. It wasn't just stam chattering. Even when he met people, he interacted with them, and he talked about them. But they were they were meaningful questions. They were inquisitive about things that will make the person feel good that he wanted to know about. That is divrei chacham and pichain. That's the words of a wise person. So it's in those people. Yes, the more you stay around them, the better, because they the words that are that are uttered from their mouths are words of wisdom. Because otherwise, what could be a pitfall? Bahakozov, v'divrei asheker. As we mentioned, you know, when you when you run out of all the truthful things to say, so then people start making up stories. You know. I mean, it's just a little, you know, a little white lie. Someone once told me, it used to be that the uh, the philosophy was that, listen, if you could tell the truth, why should you lie? Nowadays, if you could lie, why tell the truth? <laughs> That's just the way it became in the world, you know? What, just just lie, just right through your teeth. A little white lie, I don't know what the difference is, the white lie and the red lie is, they're both lies. 
But this is the way, this, this the philosophy. Yeah, just say a little falsehood. Or why not embellish the story a little bit? Most of it is true, but embellish a little bit. Just a little little false as, uh, aspects and part of the story. You know, who's going to who's gonna be hurt from that? This is part of the fitful. So that's what the Pesach says again at the Hillam. Havois Bekirba. That this falsehood being said amongst you. V'yomer Yirmiya says, Shavti. I listened to what these people are talking about. Vo'eshman, I heard, they're not speaking words of truth. And therefore, Yirmiya says, before I engaged in conversation with them, before I sat down with these people, I was clear, to, I was very careful to listen. What are they speaking about? And when I found out, they're not speaking words of truth, then I kept my distance. What else? Sometimes a person will take an oath, a false oath, or a an oath that has no uh, no real meaning to it. Either he's trying to deny something, or he just makes it up. And Hashem says, when someone swears falsely, oh, that person will never come out clean. That person will certainly be guilty. One of the pious people told his students, Really, if you swear false, if you swear telling the truth, the Torah permits you to do so. Torah 100% sanctions swearing the truth. However, I tell you, and I will give you counsel, never take an oath. Not even, in truth, certainly not in false. Just say yes or no. Don't say, ah, I'm ready to swear on that. Don't swear on things. Don't take an, an oath. Don't take a shvua. Even though when you're saying truth, you could. This Chassid told this Talmudim, stay away from it. It's not a good thing. Because, like we're saying here, the Chassid of us, it's true, right now it's the truth. Right now maybe it's not so harmful, but it ends up leading to that. It reminds me of the Gemara Nyevamis, who was a Jabchia, who, uh, whose wife, he had an interesting wife, that when he would ask for, for beans, she, she, she made him chicken. He would ask for chicken, she made him beans. One day, he asked for beans, and it, his son brings in, it's, uh, it's chicken. He says, wow, I think your mother had her before Shalema. So his son said, now I'll tell you the truth. I, I know what's wrong with him when, when you the miscommunication. So I told her to make the chicken, and therefore she made the beans. Serapia says, listen, it's not a good practice to have. It's true, you're doing it for my for my good, and maybe it's not even really a problematic because really you mean to to say what she thinks is what she should make, but you get accustomed to it. You start talking that way, even when it's a permissible fashion, you end up leading to things which are not. And another consequence, people who have nothing good to talk, when they are they just speaking about themselves. Did you hear the latest thing that I did? Or sometimes it's, a, it's, it's like they're trying to be arrogant in a humble way. Well, really, you know, I... I I didn't think I would be able to do this, but and and they're really trying to bring out this story, and it's another way, it's another form of of gaiv of arrogance, valitzonis, 
or they start talking ridicule, ridiculing things about and then when you run out of things to talk about, see, you start just they're just uh, poking fun and jokes at the people sitting there. So that's certainly, there's no chokhmah in that, there's no wisdom in sitting there amongst the people. You'll end up being the uh, the conversation piece. You'll be the butt of their jokes. That makes no sense. I'm just laughing around because they want to have fun. I dedicated a whole shar, a whole portion of this Sefer Kovas of Abbas to this idea of staying away from arrogance, and that is Sharaknir. It doesn't say exactly what he means over here, Kovas of Abbas, but what brings to mind from Sharaknir in Perik Vov, he mentioned something interesting. He says that there was once a Chosid and the the Chassid was walking with his uh, with his Talmidim, and they came across a a uh, a carcass, a dead animal. So the the the, the Talmidim said, Talmidim says, "Oh, what a foul stench this is!" And the Chassid says, "Yeah." But look how white its teeth are. Even a dead, smelly animal could show white teeth. So what, what was the purpose of this? That was what he wanted to convey to his Talmidim. It's true. You go past a place and it could be something negative. It could be that there's a foul odor. But instead of pointing out, oh, there's a foul odor, talking negative, because you, you just become accustomed to speaking in a negative fashion. Instead of that, look for the positive. Wow, look at the greenery on top of this landfill. Look at the... You could always point out something nice, and that's what we are saying over there. You could look at it in two ways. You could, you could say that I see it, I see the uh, the negative part of it, or the, the chassid was teaching to me, look, but there's something that's a... That there's a silver lining over here. There's something that's positive over here. And that's what a person should try to do. That's why he's making a reference in Sharaknir. An interesting word from the Imreyemes that will close tonight. That the Lechem Aponim, the end of Parshas, uh, where is it? Emmer over there. With the, uh, there was a Yid who started making fun. Lechem Aponim, you bake it on Friday and you first put it out, you bring it out to eat the following Shabbos. That's nine days later. I mean, that's going to be stale bread. Who wants to eat stale bread? Is that a is that a covet for Shemayim? But meanwhile, it happens to be, the nace was, that it was fresh as soon as they, when they took it over, it was as fresh as when they put it on. So the Imre Yemes asks, it's an obvious question. I mean, didn't this person see that there was still smoke rising up, as the Gemara tells us? And that's what would, he saw that it was as fresh. The answer is that when a person wants to see negative, you could, you could slap a nace in his face. He doesn't see that. He's looking for the negative. Whoa, it's nine days old bread. How can it be? Look, it's mamish soft. It's, it's still warm as if it came out of the oven. That's the way it is. So it's part of what we should train ourselves. Try to train ourselves to speak good, speak positive, and stay away from speaking negative. Agutenacht.